This is a life-changing message by the Reverend Sam Crunchy Ankara. Exodus chapter 12. I'll do New King James verse 1 to 3 and I'll jump to 12. Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt saying, this month shall be your beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know that when God begins your month of prosperity, more months of prosperity will follow. The word of God is a prophetic word. You better receive the prophecy. What God cannot continue and finish, he will not start. So I came here with the oil of God upon my life and I prophesied to you what God is about to start. Many months will follow and God will still be doing. And when God starts, he will finish because he is Alpha and the Omega. Clap your hands and say, my God is a finisher. Say it again, let the devil hear you. My God is a finisher. Screaming like you believe it. My God is a... Clap your hands and say, this month. This month. This month. Let the devil hear you say, this month. May this month be your month of miracles and breakthroughs. Scream amen because you want that that person already. That person sitting by you say, I want you already. I said today I'm going to be very crazy. Say, I want you already. Speak to all the congregation of Israel saying, on the tenth of this month, every man shall take for himself a lamb according to the house of his father. A lamb for a household. Jump to verse number 12. For I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night and I will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt both man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. 13. Now the blood shall be a sign. Another word for sign, a token. For you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, that's the sermon. Today and next week. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague, the disease, the judgment, the curse, the impending death shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. 14. So this day shall be to you a memorial and you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. You shall keep it as a feast by an everlasting ordinance. This one is sealed. Ordinance. It's a law. God is going to prosper you. Your name and your legacy will become ordinance. (laughs) Your history will be written. And generations will come and read after you and the 
you know, you know, you know what your problem is? You are looking at yourself when they say, Amikra. God will defy your unbelief. Do you hear me? God will shame your unbelief. I was born at Kopevi. Seven people sleeping in one room. Struggle for food, for attention, for everything. I saw it. I experienced it. I touched it. I walked in it. I was young. When Jesus Christ came into my life, my eyes opened, my spirit opened. I said, God, do a memorial for me. Let this man be the beginning of months and years. When I come out of poverty, I don't want to go back into it. Where God delivered you from, the devil will never push you back there. He will attempt it. But Gaza, you will never go to Gaza. Egypt, you won't go back to Egypt. Clap your hands and say, in the name of Jesus, I am not going back. Healing is taking place right now in case you don't know. Deliverance is taking place right now in case you don't know. You've entered into your marital house. You are going to be there forever. You will never go back to family house packing your bags and your baggage. If you are the one I am talking to, scream like you are crazy. Mahoriane Saboriana Gaza, no more. Egypt, no more. Family house, no more. Poverty, no more. Sickness. We make a miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the there, there are some songs you don't have to sing it for yourself. Sing it for somebody. Say, Waymaker. Waymaker. Miracle work. Promise keep. Light in the darkness. My God. That is who he is. Say to him again. God is making a way for you right now. Hallelujah. Waymaker. Miracle work. Promise keep. Light in the darkness. My God. That is who is. So, Apostle General, I thought you were going to talk about the blood of Jesus Christ. What are you doing in the book of Exodus? Ladies and gentlemen, if you have been sitting at my feet for many years now, but now you know my theology. My theology is that there is no way you read Old Testament and you will not find a shadow, a figure. A token, a symbol of Christ hanging somewhere in the Old Testament. There's no way. In case you read and you don't find Jesus, go back and read it ten times. You'll find him there. God did not spring Jesus Christ upon us as a surprise. Before the blood of Jesus was manifested between Exodus 
And the book of Matthew, when Jesus Christ was crucified, you are talking about a whooping space of 2,000 years. God prepared the stage. But man was stubborn. They refused to catch the revelation. Because they wanted their ways to be God's ways. But God says, I am the potter, you are the clay. The clay doesn't tell the potter how to be shaped. The potter decides how to shape the clay. Aburian de Basaka. That's your problem. That's why you married the wrong person. Because you wanted to mold God instead of God molding you. That is why you miss your career. Because you did not allow God to lead you. Today, as you hear this message, I am making a U-turn in your life. Where you are heading towards the fast track of destruction. Clap your hands and say, I'm going back to Jesus. Clap your hands and say, I'm turning around, I'm turning around. If you are sitting by your husband and your wife, ask him or her, did you make a mistake in marrying me? No, no, that this one is between man and wife. Come on, ask him, did you make a mistake? If yes, say yes and say, from today we are going to see Apostle Jim and it should be over. If it is, if, if it is, if it is no, say we are married forever. Some people are exchanging wedding, wedding vows at the back. <laughs> Prophesy again. For the last time. That's the the Lord. Before you leave here. Your husband will be smiling at you. Can you clap your hands and shout and say, I receive it. Between Exodus and Matthew, when Jesus' blood was manifested, it's a space of 2,000 years. So, God did not spring a surprise at us. He prepared the atmosphere. He prepared the stage. He prepared mankind. For 2,000 years, mankind was stubborn. So, in the study of divinity or theology, what people call Bible schools, Bible schools, you will be taught about a subject called types or typology or shadows. Or images, or tokens, or symbols, or figures, or figurative. They mean the same thing. So, if he was interpreting for me, see how he's going to struggle. Figure. Typology. Type. Shadow. Figures, symbols. What it means before God will do something, He sets the stage by revealing a shadow, a revelation. And the law over there is called the law of recognition. Your eyes must open to catch a revelation. You can never catch a revelation. When you are dull in spirit, when you come to church and sleep, when you come to church and you don't pray, when you come to church and we are worshiping and you are angry, 
When we come to church and time is running and you are looking at your watch, you won't catch any revelation. You won't see any shadow. And because you will not see the shadow, when the day of manifestation comes, you miss it. Clap your hands and say, shut, I will never miss it. I will never miss it. Say, I will never miss my revelation. Say, I will never miss my moment. Nelson Mandela had been in prison for 20 years. And around this time, the anti-apartheid movement was picking up. In the UK, noise, free Mandela in Ghana. Free Mandela. Every day, you open the newspapers. Something about Nelson Mandela in South Africa and apartheid. In America, everywhere, songs have been composed. Mandela, free Mandela, everywhere. And it's been 20 solid years. The young people in the movement going on demonstration and strike hadn't seen Mandela with their eyes. The pictures of Mandela that they saw was the picture when he was at the trial in court. Once they led him into the prison, they cut everything off. No camera, no photograph. So all the people knew was that picture of a young man. And then they kept asking we want to know how Mandela looks like after 20 years. Because if the guy comes from prison, we have to be sure whether it is the Mandela we know or they, go, they, they are not going to exchange somebody and come and give us and say, this is Mandela. Show us the same Mandela. We want to see him. The apartheid government would never allow a photograph to be taken. So they went to his wife, Winnie. They said, you have been visiting him. Can you Give us an idea how Mandela looks like now after 20 years. So she explains, she says, now she's aged. Then they started drawing. His face is wrinkled a bit. They started drawing. He's now wearing gray hair here with the a boy. Mandela, that neck bar boy. How would you interpret a boy? Is there anybody with our boy here? Is there anybody with our boy? There's, there, uh-huh, you have it. You see, your hair is divided. It's you. Yes. Your hair is divided into two. Now, that thin line is called our boy. In other words, the, the closest interpretation would be hair highway. There's a highway in your head or a street in, in your head. So, Winnie Mandela, the wife, was describing, and they were drawing, and they were drawing, they were drawing, they were drawing. And then when they finished the drawing, they said, does it look like him? He said, yes, this, this is very close. So then they went to publish. The Mandela, you are fighting for this, how it looks like. So when he comes out from prison, know that the image that you have seen, the shadow that you have seen, this is the original. So, God, in preparing us for the manifestation of the blood, has set the stage. 
when Adam and Eve sinned, in chapter 3, Genesis, verse number 21, the Bible says that God took an animal and then killed the animal and used the skin of the animal to cover Adam and Eve. Because when God was coming on his usual visitation, they said, we heard your voice and we are naked and we are running away. God said, who told you that you are naked? And God picked an animal. Question, what did the animal do? What sin did the animal commit? Nothing. But when sin must be covered, somebody must pay the price. So, so he took the animal and killed shadow. God is preparing the stage. Two brothers were giving offering. One is called Cain. Fruit from the ground. God rejected. And then the other one, Abel, brought him the fruit of his firstling, which was an animal. And God said, this is what I like. You know why? Because Abel's offering was a blood sacrifice. And God said, Abel, I love. Abel's sacrifice I will take. Why? Because God was setting the stage for the blood. It's there. Why are people fighting this? Oh, Jesus Christ didn't go to the cross. How can God be so wicked and send his son to die on the cross? Your ways are not God's ways. Neither are your thoughts his thoughts. As the heavens are far from the earth, so shall the ways and the thoughts of God be. Abraham was going to sacrifice his son Isaac. God said, stop. Look behind you. There is a sheep. Take the sheep. Slaughter him instead. Put him on this altar. What was God doing? He was setting the stage with a shadow of what was to come. Then we come to this one in chapter 12 of Exodus. God says, I am going to institute by ordinance, by law, a celebration that you have to be celebrating. The celebration is called Passover. The Passover reminds the Israelites that their God with a mighty hand delivered them from the hands of Pharaoh and delivered them from 430 years of slavery and bondage and crossed the Red Sea. It shall be separated. It shall be celebrated throughout your generations. I came here to let you know, we will celebrate the blood of Jesus throughout our generations. Oh, the amen was very well. Clap your hands and say, I receive it. Clap your hands and say, nobody can stop me. Nothing can stop me. No hatred. No hatred. No wickedness can stop us from serving Jesus and honoring Jesus all the days of our lives, if I have an agreement, rise up and shout yes! Hallelujah! I said hallelujah! Nobody! Passover! Then two men in the New Testament after 2,000 years The first one is called John the Baptist. 
John the Baptist rose up in chapter 1 of John verse number 19 and verse number 36. He said, somebody is coming. I will baptize him. He is not an ordinary person. Behold, he is the lamp of God which was slain in Genesis chapter 3. Slain in Genesis chapter 4 by Abel. Chapter 22 by Abraham. He is a lamb that was slain by the Israelites in Exodus chapter 12. Behold, this is the lamb of God. Now, why would you take the testimony of a prophet like John the Baptist? If you don't believe anything, you don't want to believe John the Baptist also? Please yourself. Even Herod feared John the Baptist. Even Herod. And they all contended that he was a bite, a mighty prophet of God. He said, behold, here's another man. He's called Paul. In 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse number 7. He said, and Jesus Christ who has become our Passover lamb. This one too you don't want to believe? And if you know, I've shifted from the Old Testament. We are now in the New Testament. And both of them are saying the same things in chapter 12 of Exodus. This is Christ, our Passover lamb. What are the features of the lamb? Let's go back to the text. Exodus chapter 12. Verse number 5. Verse number 5. Your lamb shall be without blemish. He shall also be a male of the first year. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. From the goats. So number one, it must be a lamb that is pure. Without spot. Without blemish. If you don't see Jesus here, I don't know what you are seeing. Behold, this is the Lamb of God. Was Jesus Christ spotless? Yes. Was he a righteous man? Absolutely. Was he holy? Yes. Did he come in fornication with Mary Madeline? Mary Madeline, forget that nonsense. Did he have a girlfriend? No. Did he ever cheat? No. He challenged the people and said, how many of you convict me of sin? Raise up your hand and talk right now. Everybody was quiet. And then, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then uh, 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 the Roman uh, governor, what's his name? Pilate. Pilate said, what has this man done? You've been, we've been here since morning. Accusations upon accusations upon accusations. But you are not telling me what sin he has committed. Pilate could find no fault. The people could find no fault. Don't forget I have told you. Read from Genesis to Revelation. Find out when Jesus Christ once apologized. Find out when did Jesus Christ if at the closest he should have apologized and not for that day that Jesus didn't apologize. I said, wow, this man you are the son of God. 
Lazarus was sick. And they had sent for him to come. He delayed four days. When he arrived, Lazarus was dead. And it was a big funeral. Lazarus' sisters, Mary and Martha, come and see crying. Oh, Jesus, you should have been here. Oh, if you had been here, our brother would not have died. And then Jesus said, Mary, have I not told you that I am the resurrection? And I said, hey, 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 Jesus, you were late. Apologize. Apologize. That's the first normal thing every human, normal human being will do. Because we are all imperfect. Jesus did not apologize because in the announce of the peace of God, he didn't arrive late. He arrived in the 11th hour. The 11th hour is not lateness. Even if he has one hour more, he can do something with one hour. If he has five minutes, he can do something with five minutes. Can I suggest to you that Jesus is not late? He is coming at the right time. Clap your hands and scream like you can. Jesus! Clap your hands and scream again. Jesus. Jesus. Can we go higher? Scream the blood. blood. Scream again. I said the blood. blood. In fact, that day, I shook. I said, ah, Jesus, you should have apologized to him because the man is dead. He said, I'm the resurrection and the life. If you believe in me, you will see the glory of God. Then he said, why did you lay him? He said, ah, another trouble, another trouble, another trouble, another trouble. Jesus says, there, sealed. When we go to Israel, this time we are going to the, uh, the tomb of Lazarus. Oh, I will experience something there. Power. Anything that has died in my life must rise when I get there. Because the same power of Jesus Christ, yesterday and today and forever. If you say amen, I will know you are receiving a miracle. The matter went from west to west. Roll away the stone. Then they came reminding Jesus, we said to you, the man has been there four days. Jesus, if you apologize to this people, apologize and stop this too, no. Roll away the stone. Lazarus, come out. And they saw some movement. The thing has become history. Are you ready to rise up? When I prophesy, clap your hands and say, arise. Anything that has died in your life, riches and blessing, favor and glory, miracles and power, favor, 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 testimonies, testimonies, miracles. Clap your hands and say, arise, arise, arise. Shout again and say, arise. was not late. He didn't apologize. He was a man faultless, no sin. Spotless. Righteous. Holy. You know why? Because man did not give birth to him. The Holy Spirit of the Lord came upon Mary and impregnated him. 
So he was born pure. Son of God. God's son. He was both man and God. Man because he was born by Mary. God because he was born by the Holy Spirit. The lamb shall be without blemish. Show me and a prophet that qualified. They marry plenty of women. Fought, killed people and took their money. Jesus is the only savior qualified to save you. His blood is the only one God accepts. God's sacrifice. They hate it. They hate the cross. They don't want us to say it. How many times have they not fought this gospel? How many times have they not bent the Bibles? How many times have they not persecuted apostles and given their bodies to lions? They never prevail. Why? Because nobody can fight the blood and nobody can fight the counsel of God. Clap your hands and say, Jesus. Jesus. Clap your hands again and shout and say, Jesus. Jesus. Clap your hands again and say, the blood. You are sitting at home. You are angry. You are not coming to church because you are angry with the pastor. You miss it. The pastor is not the lamb. Jesus is. You are angry. You stop coming to church because an usher offended you. The usher is not the lamb. Jesus is the lamb. And because I am not the lamb, you can measure me by the standard of Jesus. Perfection? No, I will fail. But measure it according to the standard of Jesus. Came to this church with your wife and children. You have left them. Your wife is here alone, and your children are crying. And your children are saying, "Other fathers and mothers coming to the altar with their children." And you are angry. You are angry at who? Oh, the church. They are all hypocrites. Yes, we are self. We are hypocrites because we are not lamb. We are human beings. The church, oh, they are all hypocrites. Yes, sir, we are. The church, they are two sinners. Oh, yeah, we are sinners. Let me tell you who we are. We are sinners who have been washed by the blood and we are making the effort to be like Jesus Christ. That is why every day we are hearing the word and we are praying and we are coming to the altar. We are not there yet, but one day we shall be there. I'm asking you to come to Jesus, not some Pranchiankra. I said Jesus, not the usher. I said Jesus, not the pastor. Jesus, the perfect, pure, righteous, holy Lamb of God. He is the standard, not me, not your pastor. 
We are all struggling to know Jesus. Why are you angry at me? Jesus. Jesus. Oh. Jesus. Jesus. Oh. Jesus. 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 You are highly lifted up. for anybody why should you be angry because somebody has offended you I'm going to church again you miss it you miss it catch this revelation the revelation you cannot catch is the revelation that will send you into your destruction can I can I say it again the revelation you refuse to catch that same revelation will lead you into your destruction he is the Christ, the Lamb of God, pure without blemish. He is our standard. He is the one we are looking up to. All of us, we are beneficiaries of the blood and his sacrifices. We are all struggling to perfection. Forgive us if sometimes we disappoint you. But as we hear the word of God daily, and we approach his throne daily. Sure, some Christian crowd, I am better off than 10 years ago. I, I am not the same some Christian crowd that I was. Now I've grown. I'm, I'm matured. I've seen Jesus more. More. If you ask my congregation, those who have been listening to me in the past 30 years, they will even tell you that my sermons have changed. I, 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 Fridays, I do miracles and power. Sundays, I don't do miracles and power. Ask them. Fridays, I do theology and teaching and build people up. That's why our church is solid. Because we build them upon the basis of the word of God. Our church, men of God have come and men of God have gone and come. Our church is solid. From the headquarters here, I've opened branches all over. From Emmanuel Temple to Accra, Newtown to Dalsoman to everywhere. But my seats are still full. Because God says, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. My lawyers have not left me. My professors have not left me. My businessmen have not left me. My choir has not left me. My sons have not left me. As a matter of fact, more have come to join. Pastor Papa, who was a toddler, has come to join. We are growing stronger and stronger. If you don't clap, I don't know whenever you clap again. If somebody is sitting by you and is not married, tell the person, marry quickly. Apostle Jonah is waiting for your children. Tell the person, marry quickly. Apostle Jonah is waiting for your children. Oh, I don't like the way you are doing something. Tell somebody, marry, oh yeah. Apostle Jonah is waiting for your children. Headquarters. 
I mean, can't you see that God is with me? Every branch in Accra we open from here, from Adenta to Huahuan. All the pastors, I raised them from here and I gave them out. But I have raised more. And there are more pastors sitting by you. I don't know whether you recognize. Can you tell somebody, you better recognize me because tomorrow I'll be holding the microphone. So, number one. So, as we describe the Old Testament lamb, I want you to now decide whether this is Jesus Christ in the New Testament. So, I don't want to force the conclusions on you. Number one, the lamb must be without blemish. Spotless. No sin. Second quality of the lamb. Verse number six. Verse number six. Verse number six. Now you shall keep it until the fourteenth day of the same month. Then the whole assembly, take note of that, the whole assembly of the congregation of royal house shall kill it. Kumnu. Bele. In, in case you didn't, in case you thought that word is a joke, kill the lamb. So, if Jesus Christ was crucified in the most heinous and difficult situation, you say you don't understand. They say, oh, it was not Jesus Christ, and that a certain angel who was crucified, God will not crucify. Hey! Do you know divinity? Do you know symbols and tokens and shadows? They were killing animals to appease God for their sins. Why should it be difficult for God to give his own lamb to be crucified? That's God's standard. You don't change God's standard. You better humble yourself and come and accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and your personal Savior. But first of all, you must keep it for 14 days. Why 14? God is a God of numbers and is a God of colors. So, you are wearing white because it is a symbol of something. You are celebrating the goodness of God upon your life for joining you together with your husband. Why didn't you wear black? Black is not necessarily a bad omen. Black is a symbol for love. But the reason why we wear it to funeral is that we are saying, ah, we've lost a loved one. So you wear black to show affection. Now, the reason why you don't wear black to wedding, is that when you wear black to wedding, you are simply saying, oh, I love you. But after our honeymoon, one of us will die. Either you or me. And I'll miss you. So I'm celebrating your funeral on our wedding day. You are, you are a witch. You are a witch. You, you don't wear black to come and show 
And unfortunately, because of the color of your skin, they call you black man. Are you brown or black? You are forcing to make it brown. The book say black. So the late Robert Mugabe, he was worried. He said he doesn't know why everything bad is associated with black. Poverty, black. Africa, black. And then when a white man is driving a white car, the ties are also black. So the white car is on top and the black is rolling on the ground, picking all the yama yama things. Ah, black people, what have we done? So whilst he was crying and he was crying and asking God why, God comforted him and said, don't worry, the toilet roll is also white. Should I go further or should I stop there? <laughs> if, if you want me to go further, then you don't have a classmate. You're wabong, wabong, wabong. Somebody say chai. So, ladies and gentlemen, if we are black, they too they are white. The color of your toilet roll is today. You sit well. And I hear somebody say, Yehoah. Fourteen is one of God's divine numbers. Now, fourteen is always associated with blood and deliverance. Also, the number thirty also plays the divinity of numbers. Thirty. But today I want to remain with 14, 21, and 7. So, 7 is one of God's divine numbers. Now, here is how you use 7, 14, and 21. When you have to take a major decision in your life, like saying yes to a marriage proposal or going to propose to somebody, which is a major decision which is going to hold your life for the next 70 years. You've got to wait for 7 days or 14 or 21. That is why we do 21 of prayer and fasting. Now, 21 in the realms of the spirit is the period of incubation. That is why the chicken incubates on eggs for three weeks, 21 days before the eggs are hatched. It is called the period of incubation. The period to break forth. And those of you who have been fasting seven days and stopping 14, coming this January, go the full 21 because there is divinity and power and purpose and revelation and release in the number 21. Seven is another number God loves. So, seven days, six days he created the heavens and the earth. And the seventh day he rested. 
Seven is the number for rest. Number for victory. Number to perfect God's miracle. Seven is the number to perfect the counsel of God. When you say the number seven, and when you are waiting upon God for something, on the seventh day, get ready. Open up. Because something will happen. Because God's power and divinity is saturated in the number seven. You joke too much. Because you went to school and you, you were doing arithmetic. One, two, three, four, five. Before arithmetic came, God was already doing numbers. God was already doing numbers before mathematics came. This particular lamp kept it for 14 days. Two sevens. Not 21. Because the first seven represents God the Father. The second seven represents God the Son. The third seven represents God the Holy Spirit which makes God the Trinity. So when you are fasting and you fast for 14 days, you are left with the Trinity, a third person of the Trinity, which is the Holy Spirit. Your fasting is incomplete. You've left one portion of the Trinity. This lamp, however, is Christ. So God the Father, Jesus the Lamb, the Holy Ghost has not come yet. So leave him out. So keep the Lamb for 14 days. But another time is coming when the Holy Ghost has come to stay with us. You keep the lamb for 21 days. This one, 14. As soon as they... You know why the marriage didn't work? Because when the person proposed, you went and gave him word on the fourth day. Some of you, you responded on the 13th day. Some of you on the 6th day. In fact, some of you, you responded the same day. You said, oh, I've been waiting for a long time. Yes, oh. <laughs> you didn't keep the lamb for 14 days. You didn't incubate upon the eggs for 21 days. After 14 days, 14 days are enough for you to inspect every portion of the lamb. Check the head, whether it's infected. Check the legs. It must be without blemish. Every day, go and check. Every day, go and check. 14 days. When you don't see in the spot, it's a perfect lamb. It's a perfect lamb. Kill it! Who should kill it? Who? Oh, you forgot the term. Caught me the scripture. I, when I got there, I emphasized, I emphasized, I emphasized because I wanted to catch something. Who should kill it? 
the whole congregation, the whole assembly. Can I suggest to you, ladies and gentlemen, on the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, it was not only the Roman soldiers who crucified him. All of us crucified him. When they put that crown of thorns and hit him and the blood was coming, it was your sin that was piercing him, you and I. When the, the nails drove through his hands and the blood was coming and Jesus was screaming, it was your sin and my sin and all of us, the congregation, not the soldiers only. Oh, when they pierced his waist with the, the spear and the blood and water gushed out, it was your sin. The whole congregation, the whole assembly, you and me, we were there crucifying him. When they put a cross upon him and he was struggling and wobbling and falling down and they were lashing him. Every lash that landed on his body was your fornication and your adultery and your unforgiveness and your quarrelsome spirit that Jesus Christ was. That heavy cross upon him was the weight of your abortion that was upon him. And then early in the morning, early in the morning, you can know how your mouth smells in the morning. And, and, and apart from the smell in the spittle, you know what that means? When somebody spits upon you, the person says, I dishonor you. I disregard you. You are an animal. That's the way they treated him. Because somebody's wickedness, the whole assembly, the whole congregation were killing Jesus Christ. You're stealing tithes and offerings. Killing. Your adultery. Killing. Your alcoholism. Your we. And your appetition. And Jesus Christ has died and you are still in your sins. Shame! Oh, my subject, when I see the blood, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. So, number one, the lamb must be without blemish, spotless. Number two, keep it for 14 days. Three, Kill it. Four. Apply the blood. Verse number seven. Verse number seven. Verse number seven. And they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the houses where they eat. If you don't apply the blood, the blood is ineffective. How do you apply the blood? Two ways. Spiritually and physically. Spiritually and physically. Spiritually and physically. Spiritually, you apply the blood on your heart. Cleanse your heart of sin. When you came to Jesus Christ, you were fighting at Makola. Now that you have come to Jesus, apply the blood. And let people know that your life is different from yesterday. You have applied the blood. 
If you came to Jesus, before you came to Jesus, you used to abuse people and insult people. Apply the blood. And let people see a difference between yesterday and your life of today. If before you came to Jesus Christ, you had quick temper. You were alcoholic. You were smoking in your hand. You were chasing people's wives. Now, apply the blood. And let the blood sanctify you. That is how you apply the blood. And the blood that is not applied is a blood wasted. Do you know how I know this message is sinking? Because this is my congregation. When you are excited, I know. And when the Holy Ghost is whipping you, I know. Now I know the Holy Ghost is whipping you. Why should you apply the blood? Because on that night, the angel of death will be passing. And when I see the blood, I will pass over. But in a house where the, the blood is not applied, the plague, the disaster, the death shall enter into the house. Secondly, this is how you apply the blood physically. When you come to communion and you drink communion, don't drink all the blood. Apply some of the blood on your forehead. Please, 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 please. This is scripture I'm teaching you. Apply it on your forehead, your ears. Why? Because devil, when the devil wants to get you, he pumps some nonsense into your ears, anoint your ears. When he wants to uh, get at you, he pumps some nonsense into your head. Apply your forehead. When the God wants to bless you, he blesses you with favor on your face. Anoint your forehead. Anoint your lips. Every time. Is it only communion? No. Here's another thing you should do. And do it. When you have a bad dream and you wake up, don't fret. Don't call anybody. Fetch a glass of water. Read the scriptures that I have given to you. Pray over it. Turn the water into blood. Drink some. Apply some. On your face, your ears. You are going for interview, apply the blood. Examination, apply the blood. You are going for loan, apply the blood. I'm teaching you practical gospel, divinity, theology at your doorstep. And you shall apply the blood two ways, spiritually. Cleanse yourself from sin. Two, physically, apply the blood. And when you step out, Speak to someone and say, say, this man, this man is blessing me today. Say, this man is blessing me today. A couple came to me and believing God for the fruitfulness of the womb is not coming because the man's manpower the lights were off. And the woman was so frustrated. The woman said, oh, man of God, pastor, I don't want to divorce him for people to ask why. For me to say, my husband is not a man. He hasn't got power inside of him. 
I don't want to do it. So, man of God, I, I'm just asking you to just try and put the thing there and release just one seed. And let me get pregnant. So, everybody will know that I've given birth for him. Tears were in my eyes. I told him, I said, tonight when you go home, oh, no, I invited them to my house. <laughs> the couple, <laughs> I have a room over there. When you need a child, I'll put you over there. You, you, give, you give birth like, like nonsense. So I can see what is going on in your mind. You are planning to come to that room. If everybody here is coming to that room, is my house a hotel? Get ready. You will pay some hotel bills. You'll never forget. This, this couple, they are, they are very uh, close. Very, very, they are part of my inner circle. Um, uh, they are not in the country now. They've, they've, they've gone out. So I said, they should come and sleep in the room. So after dinner, the night, then I fetched a glass of water and I spoke the word and I turned it into the blood. I said, before you start a show, go and apply. This one is called apply, not wash. Say apply. Say apply. So that's the word. Apply the blood. Say apply, apply. The, the, the reason why you disrespect it is because you've been using the word wash, wash, wash. No, 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 no. Wash is the one you've been baffing. This one is a spiritual word. Ah. Follemu. Palemu. Srenwede. Ingo. Clap your hands and shout. I receive my miracle. Oh, I didn't see anger. Say, I receive my miracle. Shout and say, the blood is speaking. Let me see. I should stop somewhere and continue next week. I'll stop somewhere and continue next week. I have to do the orange and then the apple. I said orange or apple. Some people brought orange and apple. We are Gigi Fopa. You Gigi me? How many of you have committed a sin by bringing the two? I said, he should apply the blood. And I told the wife also to apply the blood, which is normal. Before the show, you have to wash the place anyway. So, wash, when you finish, apply. Bang! That night, she was pregnant. They had their firstborn. Then between the first, they wanted a second one quickly. And the second one was not coming. They came again. The said, can we come again? I said, no. I'm preaching the word. Go hear the word. Nonsense. You, you alone, you want to the miracle. What should others do? 
They said, shall we come again? I said, no, you won't come again. Go to the altar. Bang, the second one came. The story is told of Egypt. Three families. The first family. Two. Their fathers. Work in the palace of Pharaoh. And so the two children. Sometimes play. With Pharaoh's son. So the news spread in Egypt. Egypt. That, Daddy, I hear Moses has risen again. Remember, the, the contention had been going on for years. The Nile turned into uh, blood, frogs released, lice released, sun, the sun cut off, darkness, the whole of Egypt, light in Goshen, sheep developing boils. It's been going on. And so, everybody in Egypt knew the standoff between Pharaoh He's magicians on one side and then Moses on the other side. So, the news spread in the palace. The, the boys were playing. They said, I, I, have you heard that Moses is risen again? He said, what about this time? They said, 12 midnight tomorrow, an angel will be passing through the land. So, every Israelite must post blood on their doorposts so that when the angel passes, and he sees, he will pass over. And then the house that didn't have the application of the blood, the human being that does not have the application of the blood. They will die. So, the two boys run. Daddy, daddy, have you heard what is going to happen then that is the first family. Daddy said, oh, yeah, yeah. Daddy, are we ready for it? He said, yes. Daddy, where is our lamb? He said, that's it. Daddy, how many days have you kept the lamb? He said, 14 days. Don't worry, tonight we are going to kill it. Daddy, please be sure you obey the word of Moses, which also is the word of God. Daddy said, don't worry. Don't worry, son. Don't worry, son. They killed the goat. They smeared the post. Then they went to sleep. They slept. The second family, the other boy, Israelite. Daddy, daddy, have you heard what is going to happen here? He said, yes, 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 yes. I hear the God of Moses is coming through the land. He's coming to kill every firstborn. And these two boys, they are firstborns. Daddy, am I safe? He said, daddy said, yes, you are safe. Where is our lamb? There. Daddy, why are you going to kill it tonight? Where will you put the blood on the doorpost? I'll put some on your window everywhere. Don't worry. You won't die. Daddy, please make sure. So, the second family, they went to bed. But the boy could not sleep. When it was 11.30, he woke up. 11.35. 40. 50. 55. 58. Oh. When it was 12 midnight, then he closed. <laughs> 12 midnight. He didn't die. 
Oh, remember I told you, the other boy slept. Slept soundly. He didn't die. The second family, the boy didn't die, but he had a sleepless night. Next week, my question I'm going to ask you is, what is the difference between the first boy and then the second boy? All Israelites, all applied the blood. One slept, one didn't sleep. Both didn't die. That's where we are going to start from next week. Then the third boy, Pharaoh's son, went to Pharaoh. Daddy, I hear Moses has risen again. Oh, don't mind that braggart. Daddy, they said, the God of the Israelites, and his angel is passing the land. Oh, don't worry. Which angel? I will put the guards to guard. In fact, your room is going to be guarded. Your window with mighty sword. Any angel that will show his head, you better trying to pain. Don't worry. Daddy, I'm the firstborn. Daddy, don't worry. Apart from the guards, I also bring my magicians. If they pass, the atmosphere will pass there. If they come physical, we shall meet them. Son, have you forgotten that I am Pharaoh? I am the god of this land. Have you forgotten our Nile? That our Nile is a god. Have you forgotten our sun god? Have you forgotten the god of fertility, the frog? Have you forgotten that we are the civilization of the world? Son, come on! Okay, okay, daddy. Daddy, if you said it, daddy, if you said it, and the boy went to sleep. Every morning, seven o'clock, the princesses in the palace will go and wake him up and give him tea in the bed. They will give him hot towel to clean his face. And wash. When they tap him, the boy didn't move. They tap him, he didn't move. They shook him. Then he screamed. Pharaoh, your firstborn is dead. What? Where are my guys? Gas! They say he's dead. No, we didn't see any angel. You don't see angel. When God is moving behind the scenes, you don't see him. You think there is no God, but he's an invisible God who is operating in the realms of the spiritual. God is moving in your case. Open your eyes. Somebody shut up. A foolish person is a person who doesn't discern. A foolish person is a person who is looking at everything with the natural eyes. Money is good, but money is not all. Marriage is good, but marriage is not the end. Money is good. What starts from the blood? Poverty stops in the blood. Your celebration starts in the blood and your mourning and your weeping stops in the blood. Am I prophesying to somebody? Shout yes! Hey, Abu Sali Adebakota, Nimi say, Hey, what a church. I see the power of God. Today is the first time I preach without laying hands upon you, but you are getting healed. Today is the first time I preach without touching you, but I can see your face has brightened. 
today your poverty is ending in the blood and your riches are beginning in the blood today your pain is ending in the blood and your glory is starting from the blood today your dreams are starting in the blood and your frustrations are dying in the blood clap your hands and say when I see the blood Hours we have never slept, but I said the angel of the education He said, God, sir, then it means it's a powerful angel, sir. We didn't see him, magicians, yes, sir. Where were you, sir? We've been here, but we don't know where it passed, whether it passed through our legs <laughs> and which part of the window. Can you talk to somebody? Your marriage will come. Watch it. Your promotion is coming because of the blood. Hey. Come on now. Come on now. When you become MP, you become MP. When you rise, you rise. Come on, say. Fair get away from my face. Foolish people, nonsense. Son, you can die. You are my ass, son. You can die. Wake up, son. Wake up. Wake up, son. Pick his boy. Was coming from his bedroom. Why didn't I listen to the word of God from Moses? Pride. Arrogance. Foolishness, stupidity. I've lost my head. Call me Moses and Aaron. Moses, you see what your God has done? And as he was crying, his foreign minister came carrying his firstborn, the interior minister, the speaker of parliament. His chief cook and the maid servant in the house. They all came carrying. Sir, sir, please let these people go. Look at what their God has done. My firstborn, call me Moses. Get out from this place. I don't want to see you again. It's over. When I see the blood, when I see, if there is any legacy that I leave with this church forever and ever, that in this church we shall celebrate communion with reverence, 
when it is time for communion, it is time to apply the blood. It's time to cut away from sin. It's time to honor the counsel of God, which was established 2,000 years before the way it was performed. We will not be like those who, when they saw the Lamb of God, they couldn't recognize him. They got away with him. This is an imposter. And yet, God did not spring a surprise. He had prepared us, but they couldn't catch the revelation. May you and your family never miss the revelation of who Jesus Christ is. He is the son of God. He lived before time. He is the God, he is the Jesus of the Old Testament and manifested in the New Testament. He is coming back again to judge the world. Blessed are you if you know Jesus and Jesus is your Lord and your Savior. I love you. and prayer that this message will have an effect on your life and will lift you to the place where you belong. For an additional copy of this and any other life-changing CD, please look up the address on your CD. Royal House Chapel International, touching our generation with the power of God. God richly bless you.